You've already probably heard a lot about the power of SMS marketing as a growth lever for e-commerce brands, but maybe you're like me and you haven't had the customer experience of receiving SMS messages. And that's because it's actually still in its early stages and many e-commerce brands are just starting to dip their toes in the water. So today I spoke with Ari Baga, founder and CEO of ConvertSmart, where they help DTC brands generate seven figures in monthly revenue using conversational marketing. I'm not very familiar with SMS marketing, so it's really great to learn from an expert like Ari about the opportunities in the space. And it seems like right now there are a lot of opportunities to test SMS as a channel. Uh, when you consider especially numbers that he shared, like 99% open rate, 20 to 30% CTR, and then it's actually uh, a marketing channel that works in conjunction with email and not a channel to replace email. So it's email and then you, you complement that and ultimately grow your revenue by using SMS alongside it. So a few really cool things I learned was how to start building your SMS list because you can't just opt in like an email. There are certain compliance laws. The strategy to build out SMS in conjunction with email and then he comes up with some ideas and suggestions on the tools and experiments to actually start with SMS marketing. So I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. I learned a lot. Let's get right into it. Conversemart is a marketing agency and our goal is to help leading direct-to-consumer brands generate seven figures of monthly revenue using mobile messaging. So we use our combined strength in growth marketing, copywriting, and creative design to enable brands to turn text marketing and email marketing into top, top three acquisition channels. And with every brand that we work with, we want to own the conversation between the brand and their customers so that we can send the targeted messages that actually help them convert those customers. So we think of it as an own marketing, text and email, they're both channels that you own. No, no one can tell you like how often or what you should be texting or emailing your customers list. So you have full control over your list. And I think a lot of brands really like that. So we're leveraging that to help brands generate more revenue. Yeah. So what I think is really interesting is how you transitioned, how you kind of started Converse Smart, because if I'm right, you started with Facebook Messenger, right? And then you kind of saw the writing on the wall that Facebook was interjecting and kind of approving things and being an intermediary between the end consumer and you, the brand. So can you kind of explain why you see SMS as a future in terms of personalization and closeness to the customer? Sure, so text has been around uh, for quite some time, right? And text for business has been around for like a decade and a half. So it hasn't been really used uh, specifically for e-commerce. So I saw the power of Facebook Messenger being able to have a one-to-one -one conversation with your customer but the problem was that Facebook had a lot of the control over what you can send or how often you can send or approving your messages or not approving them, et cetera. So there were just a lot of changes that they were making for like a, in like a short period of time, a lot of things changed quickly. So I was looking for a similar channel where you can have a one-to-one -one conversation with your customers that is very direct. And I found that text could be that channel. Now, when I started, my uh, agency Converse Smart, we were doing messenger marketing, but I was like, even like the first agency to do only messenger marketing. And then I was probably like the first agency to do text marketing alone. Today, I still don't see like a standalone, like text marketing agency. So text was a channel 
that would allow you to reach your customers and no one can really tell you like what to send or how often to send. And sure, there are like regulations like the TCA, Telephone Consumer Protection Act, that limits spamming and stuff like that. But brands have full control over the channel, which is what I really like. So yeah, we transitioned from Facebook Messenger to doing text marketing only. And text has really shown to drive a lot of revenue for direct consumer brands because of the high open rates. We're talking 99% open rates and 20 to 30% click-through rates on average. And while doing that, brands said, hey, like we like what you're doing over text. Can you help us with email? Because it's like, it's a lot of work to manage like different agencies doing different things. It's probably easier to just have one agency do both email and text instead of having like two different agencies. So that's kind of like what we saw. And now we implemented email marketing and handling both email and text for our brands. And it made a lot of sense because it improved the performance for both text and email because we can coordinate different campaigns and really get those customers to convert on a channel that they prefer. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we ended up adding email as well. Got it. Okay. So can you familiarize me a little bit with the tooling and how they actually coordinate together? So let's assume that it's like Clavio and PostScript, for example, like are those two systems talking to each other and are you tracking the user behavior and events, pages, products people are looking at and then coordinating between the two or are they kind of like running their own marketing channel? Yeah. So yeah, we typically like to use standalone channels because uh, standalone platforms because they have the probably more advanced tools. So typically brands would be doing like Klaviyo email marketing and then we'll do something like a postscript um, or even like an attentive for text. And because both, both platforms are deeply integrated into Shopify, you can really do your segmentation and your campaigns without really having both interrupt each other. So if someone, let's say like makes a purchase through text with an abandoned cart text, then the system would know not to send like a, an email abandoned cart through like Clavio, for example, because Attentive would tell Shopify, hey, that person made a purchase and then that email would not trigger on uh, Clavio. So that's pretty easy to do. Uh, it's pretty automated. And I don't think there's like any issues with like setting up both Clavio and PostScript or now that Clavio is doing text marketing, they have the tools, but uh, they don't have all the features yet, but I do see some brands that are using a platform like that to be able to implement both, which is totally fine. But we typically like to do standalone platforms because they usually have way more features that we can leverage to maximize uh, the channels. Sure. So in regards to SMS marketing, is it similar to email in terms of having flows for different parts of the customer journey and then maybe like one-off campaigns around certain time-sensitive events? Yeah, it's very similar. Like, I think like the, the let's say like for automated flows, for example, like everything that you can do over email, you can do over text. So from your welcome flow, your abandoned cart, your reminders, uh, your post purchase, uh, upsell campaigns, all those flows you can do over text as well. So it's about figuring out 
okay, if I'm sending like an email after like four hours, should I send like a text maybe like 30 or 45 minutes after the action and then do the email four hours later? So you can figure out like what your timing is and fit text into that. But text is always going to perform better because it's more direct and it gets like higher open rates and click through rates based on what we've seen. And then for your weekly campaigns, it's just engaging with your audience. So if we have updates, sales, just like campaigns in general that you want to send out to your list, you can also do that. But you don't want to also send a, an email and a text at the same time because what if that customer receives it? But most of the time it's not even a big deal because if you think about it, like people see the same ads all the time. Like you might see like Nike on TV and then see them on the billboard and hear them on the radio and like hear them, see them everywhere. But people are used to it by now. So it's not going to be like something that someone's mad about. But I do prefer like if you can like uh, send it at a different time and not send like both campaigns at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that you alluded to earlier is like like the legality and the compliance of it that you can't necessarily even if you have a phone number you can't just drop them into your postscript audience what strategies work if you know some of your clients are have a strong email base and trying to get into sms to kind of like transfer over that email list to become part of their sms list sure i think you can email your list with some sort of promotion or a giveaway and have them opt in through text. That's probably like one of the easiest ways to start building up your list, uh, which is leveraging existing audiences that you already own. So that could be like your email list, your Twitter, Instagram, Facebook following, leveraging that, Slack groups, whatever you own, whatever you have audiences, you can set up campaigns to get them to either go to a landing page, put in their phone number so you can start texting them. You can have them text a phone number, a keyword to a phone number to opt in. So there are multiple ways, but I think like if you have existing audiences, you can definitely leverage that. But the thing is you like people aren't going to do something for free. You always want to offer some sort of incentive. Like if someone is taking their time to go to a landing page and opt in, there needs to be some sort of incentive for them to do that. So that could be like answering for like a big giveaway or getting a discount. Right. And then, yeah, once you have that immediate exchange of value, you have their SMS. So they've kind of double opted in at that point. And then that's kind of like what opens the floodgates for the 99% open rates to 10, 15, 20% click through rates. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And in, in terms of like the SMS, I think one of the, benefits of course is like the the closeness and the intimacy and i think that's where sms might shine in terms of the personalization aspect but can you describe how you actually like tactically go through and personalize the emails you know of course like the device itself is always on you and and it's a kind of like a short snippet of text but how are you dropping in things that like might identify me again as somebody who's a male who likes basketball and wants to, you know, like buy shoes if you are Nike. Yeah, sure. So over like with text, like I think a lot of the data you can collect through like a survey 
I know that's something that we do, like after someone opts in, we can ask them like what they're interested in. So if they're interested in like shoes or we can ask them what their gender is, et cetera. So that data can then go into the platform and then we can leverage that through segmentation. But sometimes like it's as easy as like asking your audience to do that. Now, not every platform is able to do like that, like asking them like, hey, what are you shopping for? What are you interested in? Women's or men's products, et cetera. But I know some platforms can definitely do that. And then you can then group those people into a separate segment. But something, that's something that's pretty powerful. But from what I've seen, like personalization, simple things as uh, first name or products that they were interested in, like collection that they were interested in, uh, the average order value and treating them differently based on like how much you're spending. That has really, really worked. But yeah, if someone is shopping a specific collection alone, that could be like something like big in terms of like personalization where it's like, hey, you bought this product in this collection, here are other products that you might be interested in. So that's the type of personalization and segmentation that we typically do that we've seen work well. But I do think like, because text is like new specifically for e-commerce, a lot of platforms are still like developing different ways to collect even more data because email for like e-commerce has been around for much, much longer. There's been platforms for like at least a decade that have been able to build that, but text is still like building specifically for e-commerce. Yeah. I want to say that you did an amazing research report, kind of like a data-driven report, the 2020 state of SMS marketing. Like, first of all, nice job. I I really, I found that helpful and some of the insights and takeaways and the Mm -hmm. behavior. One interesting thing is like 75% of users have signed up for SMS. I actually have not come to think of it, sign up for an e-commerce brand. And I I kind of like end up getting some random texts, exactly like what you're talking about, which is not compliant. But what are your, your takeaways? You know, like we are kind of like at the early frontier of SMS as it impacts e-commerce growth. What are the other things that you saw from the report that were interesting to you? Yeah, I think the biggest one was where users sign up. Like the 75% of users signing up in the past year, that's something that we already knew. But where users signing up, which is checkout, that's really interesting. And I think that information was pretty valuable for brands to know like, hey, like during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you have a lot of abandoned checkouts. So you should give users the ability to opt in at checkout to receive updates, abandoned cart flows, et cetera because a lot of them are gonna to come to checkout, they're gonna wait and see if there's a discount that they can find and then they might forget and end up on another site. So if you're able to capture their phone number at checkout compliantly, then you can follow up with them with like more updates or other promotions and get them back to your website. So that was really exciting to see, especially ahead of Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And what, you know, the other thing is like, is it new or returning customers that are signing up? That was kind of like almost 50-50 that returning customers and first-time customers are signing up. So a lot of people like to assume that text would be annoying to their customers list or for potential customers, but this data shows like both your returning customers and first-time customers are signing up to receive these text messages. So it's not just a thing for retention, it's also great for acquisition because you have first time customers are opting in. So you have that opportunity 
to convert them to text. So that was also like really exciting to see. And as far as like a cadence, I think people struggle like to say, hey, like, am I going to annoy my list if I send them a text like this week? We even had brand that were, brands that were sending like once a month and we started sending like twice a week and they bumped up their revenue. We even reduced their unsubscribe rates because we changed the way they were writing the copy, leverage creative, et cetera. So that was also interesting to see that the average person is receiving a lot of text messages already, whether that's through like residential campaigns, two-factor authentication, order delivery updates. So it's not something like new that someone would be surprised, especially if they sign up the right way, if they know that you're going to text them. So yeah, there was a lot of interesting data that I saw, but I think those are the main ones. Yeah. So instead of once a month, you're going eight times a month, right? That, that is like a, a fairly large increase. I assume that you're also not having a direct call to action eight times a month, right? It, it might be like some are more informational at that point. Some are maybe even just conversational. Yeah. So we include a call to action in every text because it's the best practices, just practices to do that. Even if it's like content or nurturing content or just information in general, we want to include a call to action because we need to get our return for how much we're spending on each text message, uh, especially for e-commerce. If you're promoting a product, even if you're just sending them to a blog post, you're still getting them back on your website. What you don't want to do is just like send a text without like a URL. Although that customer may purchase at some point, but you have no way of knowing if they actually did. But if you have like regular updates to like, it's fine to send it, but we typically like to at least include a call to action back to site because you get always people to come back and make a purchase. But yeah, that's, that's typically how we do it. Right. Email you often see, you know, like a 38 to one, return on investment, you know, like each emails or is it, yeah, $38 for every dollar invested in email. Do you have a similar number or benchmark for SMS? You say it's a, uh, how much again? Email generally, like I've, I've seen it's a 38 to one return on investment in an email marketing campaign. Oh, okay. For text, I, I would imagine it's a lot more. For sure, because on average, like you don't need a huge list to generate revenue with text because you have an increase in open rates and click-through rates already. So if anything, yeah. we've always done at least like, for the same list, we've always done at least like 2X the revenue of email. So for example, if you take a thousand person list, email and text and email does like like a thousand dollars text might do like 2000 or more at least. Mm -hmm. So that's a big difference that we've seen, but the goal is to use both. We're not looking at SMS as a replacement for email. We want to use both because we've tested this out where we had a list of a campaign where we sent out to a list of email subscribers only that generated like $3,000. And then we did the same number of people over text. We generated like 6,000 something dollars or we sent like email and text. We generated like 15,000. So when you combine both channels, 
you generate a lot more revenue versus just like having one channel. Yeah, I think it's very similar to what you're talking about in frequency. It's not that you're going to annoy your customers to the point of unsubscribe, at least if you're offering value, but there's actually maybe a direct linear correlation of sends to revenue, right? You're, you're constantly generating revenue from those texts that you're sending out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to know though, I think one of the advantages and they, they are significant, it's higher open rate, higher click-through rate, higher conversion rate of SMS. I mean, that you, you can argue with that. But I think one of the benefits of SMS at this point is that it's not as saturated. I think, especially now, you know, we're, we're in October, emails are starting to ramp up. So there's a lot more noise to compete with. SMS, maybe that, that might not be the case, as you alluded to, fewer brands are using SMS marketing. But is that just because there are early movers who are taking advantage? Or do you think that there are inherent advantages to SMS that will sustain even if a lot of brands start using it like they are with email? Yeah, I think there's a lot of advantages of using text in general because the average person is on their phone four or five hours a day. So that's a primary way to reach someone today. Like if you look at how you communicate with friends, family, email, even like the older demographic, they're even like using text now. So it's a channel where a lot of people are spending their time. So brands are going to naturally move towards text eventually. So at this point, it's just like very early stage for text, right? Because we're talking about being able to do what you can do with email, but with text, we can do a lot more with like taking payments within like the text interface without even like leaving the interface. So there's a lot of changes that can happen for the channel alone that can really increase conversion rates uh, that we're waiting to happen. But text is coming through telecom companies, right? So a lot of changes have to go through telecom companies, which takes, which takes a little bit of time, but there's a lot of great changes that are coming. But yeah, like a lot of marketers have already jumped on. They're seeing a lot of re like much, much bigger returns than they've seen over email. And I don't think that's going to go down because the average person is not going to subscribe to like, like 20 different brands over text. It's probably going to be like maybe two or three that they're really interested in because text is your personal inbox. Email is more like, you know, anyone can email you. Anyone can find your email anywhere, but it's really hard to find your phone number and people rarely just give out their phone number just like that. So I don't think like it's going to be at a point where people have like 20 brands uh, that they've signed up for over text and just like complain like, hey, like everybody's texting me. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to just be like people signing up for maybe two or three brands that they're really interested in. So that's kind of like where I see it going. So I really don't see like the open rates and click-through rates really going down to where email is right now, especially because like the, of the regulations that we have uh, on a channel like text. Yeah, that is, that is a really good point. And I think of that from my own perspective. I'm not going to be as open with signing up just to see what a brand might have to say with an email because, yeah, what's the stat? Like how often people check their phones, it's like hundreds of times a day. And I don't want to do that for random brands. Exactly. So, yeah, one thing, all right, that I think is really impressive, and this is maybe more on the personal side, is how much you've done in terms of, you know, like your hands in the e-commerce thing with DTC Day, which is a live event, 
BTC Meg, which is a publication. And can you describe some of those efforts that you're doing? Sure. Yeah, I'm just like, in general, very involved in the e-commerce space. It's my passion. It's what I, I, I do most of the time. So working in, in Converse Smart has been really great to help brands grow. But I wanted to create that community in person and online where we can share different ideas or news that other e-commerce executives or just someone in general that is interested in e-commerce can come in and learn. So the GC Day is an in-person event where we bring top CEOs uh, and executives on stage to share what's working for them and their plans for the remainder of the year. We typically did those events twice a year. We have an East event and a West event. And yeah, so because of everything happening right now, we had to reschedule everything to hopefully next year or however long everything takes to come back. And then DTC Magazine is just a content hub of our DTC Day experts sharing their knowledge as well as bringing that community online to get access to content or actionable insights from leaders in the direct-to-consumer space. So that's what we're providing on DTCMagazine.com. But yeah, mainly we want to just create that community and surround ourselves with e-commerce experts that are willing to share things that are working for them. Yeah, it's really solid content. I've, I've learned a lot and always find it valuable. So the last thing I would like to ask is for those brands that are interested in dipping their toe in SMS, assuming that they haven't done anything, what are some of those first steps to kind of test this as a channel to complement their e e email marketing? Sure. Like if you email platform, already have like text integrated, uh, I recommend it. I recommend to try it through that. Or if you're on Shopify, you can sign up for Postscript or Attentive if you're like a much bigger brand, you can test it out. They usually give you like a free trial and you can like try it freely without spending any money and see how it performs for you. My guess is like that most of the time you're gonna generate a lot more revenue than you expected and you're probably gonna wanna keep doing it. But yeah, just like, try to set up a way to collect your phone numbers, maybe by just emailing your list, telling them, hey, you can now text us and give them the opportunity to join your text list. And then from there, just send a couple campaigns and see how your list responds to it. And yeah, that's typically how I recommend trying it out. Uh, it's super easy to set up. It's kind of like setting up email. The platforms make it super, super easy uh, to get started. Yeah, and always create a call to action and then you said generally some creative as well, right? Maybe a visual as well. Yeah, visuals really work well because they keep the user's attention for a lot longer versus no visual at all. So we've seen like visuals perform a lot better. And like I said, it depends on the brand. For some brands, they have text that performs much better uh, than visuals. So yeah, you can test out like, you can even like do a split test in the platform and see, okay, should I send visual versus no visual? And that's something that might give you data uh, to work off of. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Ari, thank you so much for sharing so much actionable and transparent content. Uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. You can go to conversemore.com. There's a form there where you can get a free consultation. And also we're now doing free email marketing audits. So if you have a clear account, we can have our email marketing manager who has over 15 years of experience dive into your Clavier account and show you the different opportunities in your account. 
and it doesn't matter how big the brand is. We've always seen a couple mistakes that is hurting your email marketing performance that you can easily fix. I kid you not, like every account that we've always gone in, we've always found something. So we do those audits. It's completely free for brands that are interested. Fantastic. And the 2020 SMS marketing, I think that's a fantastic document too. Definitely worth checking out. Ari, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And that's the episode for today. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. We love you for it. If you found anything valuable at all or want to share your feedback, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also just drop us a line, hello at cartoverflow.com. We'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions so we can cover it in a future episode. All right, see you next time.